0: This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Reed Pence. This week, could ADHD be the result of disturbed sleep and circadian rhythms?
1: The problems in ADHD arise from being desynchronized based on a late sleep pattern that's prevalent in about 80%.
0: Inattention, impulsivity, and sleep when Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Nancy Benson, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints.
2: This feeling of I don't have enough time for anything is, I think, everyone is feeling it. just It's kind of coming from
3: different places a little bit.
2: What's stressing you out? Finding time to decompress in a 24-7 world. Then,
3: When people exercise, often like
2: they can start off feeling kind of cranky or not wanting to deal with life and other people,
0: and afterwards they're like, oh, I love people, I'm ready to engage with
2: life. How minutes of movement can change your mood in an instant. I'm Marty Peterson.
0: And I'm Gary Price these stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine viewpoints listen to viewpoints on your favorite radio station and subscribe and listen to shows anytime on apple podcasts and google play the incidence of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder has skyrocketed compared with a couple of generations ago Depending on the study, between 10 and 15% of school-aged children have been diagnosed with ADHD. And it's not uncommon anymore to find adults with ADHD too. Many of them are on stimulant drugs, such as Ritalin. But according to new research, maybe what they need is a good night's sleep.
1: We know from longitudinal research and from epidemiological research that ADHD is continuing in adulthood and even in old age. But what our research is directed to is the sleep problems that accompany ADHD in about 80%. And this is such a huge amount of people that suffer also from this typical late sleep problems, the way we usually consider ADHD with inattention, hyperactivity, impulsivity, mood swings, but probably also as a disorder of the circadian rhythm biological clock.
0: That's Dr. Sandra Coey, associate professor of psychiatry at the Free University Amsterdam Medical Center and a researcher whose findings are helping to change our thinking about ADHD. It's long been known that people with ADHD sleep poorly, but studies now show that sleep problems and ADHD are two sides of the same coin, the product of a dysregulated biological clock.
1: The biological clock is we have the clock in our head and it's synchronized with dark and light of the world outside us. And this is done by dark and light. So in the morning you wake up and your clock knows what time it is by the amount of light that enters your eyes and through the eyes the brain. And the same happens in the other way around when it gets dark in the evening. So this rhythm is a sleep rhythm basically but it's also telling the rest of the body and every organ and every cell in your body what time it is. By doing so, every organ in the body and the mind are synchronized in time. And the problems in ADHD arise from being desynchronized based on a late sleep pattern that's prevalent in about 80 percent.
0: Coe says the problem usually starts in early childhood, what's called a late sleep pattern.
1: It's a genetically driven sleep pattern. We call it late chronotype. You are basically a late sleeper and it means that an adult person cannot sleep before 2 or 3 a.m. at night. So usually people go to bed at around 11.30 and they may sleep before 12 or midnight, but not in ADHD. 80% of them sleep that late. It means that if they have a job or children or work to go to, they need to get up in the morning around 7 or 7.30 at latest. And so they have only five, six hours of sleep, which is too little in the long term. It's not too bad if you have a short sleep duration during a few nights. But it is a problem when you have a short sleep duration for years on end.
0: If it does go on that long, starting in childhood, Coe says it can have effects far beyond merely ADHD. Other researchers agree.
1: This late sleep pattern leads to sleep loss, sleep depth. And we know from other researchers that sleep depth is detrimental to general health and associated with obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease and cancer. ADHD people are indeed less healthy than you think. So there is a lot of hypertension already in young people that haven't been treated at all. So they start with, with a high blood pressure or they start with a sub high glucose levels without having real diabetes yet. But you can see that they are developing such diseases.
3: Any sort of sleep disruption can lead to cognitive problems, and let's not just focus on the cognitive, it can lead to mood and anxiety problems as well. Not to mention other physical health problems like impaired glucose tolerance and leading to diabetes and obesity and accelerating heart disease if sleep disorders go undiagnosed for a long time.
0: That's Dr. Vatsal Thacker, clinical assistant professor of psychiatry at the New York University School of Medicine and CEO of Reimbursify, a developer of health reimbursement apps.
3: What people don't realize is that probably the most vital stage of sleep, which is slow-wave sleep or deep sleep, in which we spend one-fourth or one-fifth of the night as adults, is where a lot of rejuvenation happens. So growth hormone is released, which helps heal the body and keeps it young and rejuvenated. It's also where toxins are sort of flushed out of the space in between brain cells. And studies are showing that when you decrease that due to a sleep disorder or dysfunction, the rates of, for example, Alzheimer's goes up related to the lack of that toxin removal that happens during deep sleep, as well as other Matters of premature aging, when the hormones that are released during deep sleep are curtailed, you know, it can affect cancer, heart disease, diabetes risk, obesity. It's pretty stunning.
0: Coe confirmed what's behind the inability to sleep by measuring three different biological factors connected to bedtime.
1: We measured their melatonin onset. Melatonin is a sleeping hormone that's produced in the brain and that is produced under the influence of the biological clock and light and dark outside in the world, and this melatonin onset should be around 9.30 at night, in Holland at least, but in ADHD people it was around 1am, it still didn't happen. So their melatonin, their sleeping hormone was delayed, and this could explain their late sleep pattern. And we did in addition another research on their temperature profile, because temperature and melatonin production are closely related and we saw the same lateness of the temperature, which is low at night and higher during daytime. And we found out that also movement patterns were delayed to the same extent as the melatonin and temperature profiles.
0: Other studies have taken different routes to find a link. One in the journal Pediatrics looked at 78 children scheduled to have tonsillectomies because of breathing problems at night. Many of them met criteria for ADHD. But Thacker says after their sleep breathing problems were corrected, ADHD disappeared in half of them.
3: It was dramatic, but it only affected half of the kids who had ADHD. So a simple way to look at it was one year after a tonsillectomy, the ADHD rate of those kids dropped in half. So that doesn't explain every case of ADHD that existed in that population, but a pretty sizable number. But does this new research mean we have to throw
0: out the way we've previously thought of ADHD? Coey says no, but those previous ideas have dealt with only half of the problem, what turns out to be the wake-up half.
1: I started considering ADHD not only as a disorder of low dopamine levels, which we usually think of ADHD, so low dopamine in the brain means that you're not well concentrated, that you have difficulty inhibiting behavior and what you say and that you blurt out answers and that you are impulsive and hyperactive, you have mood swings, so you have no breaks, we usually say, and the break is thought to be driven by dopamine, and dopamine is low. The medication that works in ADHD is increasing dopamine levels and is effective. Those
0: medications are usually stimulants, a wake-up call to the brain that increases dopamine, more or less sunshine in a pill. Or a person can receive a non-pharmaceutical treatment to reset the body clock, bright light early in the day.
1: Thereby telling the biological clock, hello, it's morning. And this helps to fall asleep earlier in the evening because light and dark are the opposite signals for the clock and you could influence the clock both ways. You need only 30 minutes, but you need it early in the morning on a fixed time because you're influencing the clock and you shouldn't mess up with the clock by getting light at different times every morning. So if you want to achieve a rhythm, it should be at the same time for 30 minutes and it should be bright light therapy using light boxes that are used for winter depression, seasonal affective disorder. And nowadays there are new devices, there are glasses that emit white or blue light close to the eyes that you can wear during breakfast. So that's easier because you don't lose time.
0: Experts already know that areas of the world with more sun, such as the southwestern United States, have lower incidence rates for ADHD. But what about the other half of the equation, the nighttime half? Since the body doesn't produce the sleep hormone melatonin until much later than it should, Coe says supplements early in the evening can put the body clock back on schedule.
1: The melatonin tablets you can easily buy. And using the tablets at the right time for your rhythm, you can advance your sleep phase with hours and thereby leading to a longer and more healthier sleep duration. And you sleep better on time, so in phase with the darkness of the world. That's important. So we can adjust the sleep phase. Very low dosages of melatonin can reset the sleep rhythm and advance the sleep rhythm in a stable way. And we are replicating these studies now in ADHD people. This is the low doses of melatonin early in the evening, so between 4 and 7 pm. And these are dosages of 0.3 milligrams, so very low. And it doesn't make you sleepy on the spot. It gives just a signal to the clock that in a few hours, it's bedtime.
0: The combination of light in the morning and melatonin at night could reduce the impact of ADHD in many people. And Thacker says it means that some of those with an ADHD diagnosis may be well served by getting a sleep study to see if it's contributing to the disorder.
3: Sleep studies historically have been pretty cumbersome and, and expensive. But now with technology, it's pretty easy and cheap to do sleep tracking, whether it's a consumer device or a clinical device. Some of the sleep specialists that I know uh, will give, especially teenagers, they'll give them a risk tracker for two weeks before they do a sleep study to see, okay, is is there enough to warrant a sleep study or let's see what the baseline is of activity versus sleep. And if it's, you know, a circadian rhythm, like if someone's staying up too late or getting up too late. And uh, I think that would be a good thing.
1: All people can relate to sleep or to sleeplessness. We all know people who have difficulty sleeping. We all know what their suffering looks like. We can all understand that it results in ADHD-like behavior, like restlessness, irritability, concentration difficulties, and sleepiness, and lower performance the next day, of course. If sleep loss is a chronic problem, those people may look like ADHD patients, or they may be ADHD patients. Sleep is declining
0: these days, in kids as well as adults. Coe says the disruption of the body clock isn't a complete answer for ADHD, but it seems to be part of the answer in many people, a factor that we can do something about. You can find out more about all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.net. I'm Reed Pence. 2019 was a year of important discoveries about Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. Making news this year, researchers learned that Alzheimer's risk genes are different than men and women. This could help explain why two-thirds of people living with Alzheimer's are women. Other studies in 2019 found that vision and hearing loss may increase dementia risk, especially when both sensory impairments are present. There are also new discoveries about lifestyle, according to Dr. Keith Fargo, Director of Scientific Programs and Outreach at the Alzheimer's Association.
2: A healthy diet and regular exercise are good for your overall physical health. But researchers have also found that they can reduce your risk for cognitive decline and dementia. These healthy habits, along with things like cognitive stimulation, may even help people who are at high risk due to their genes.
0: Researchers say a simple blood test to detect Alzheimer's earlier is on the horizon. And two recent announcements have increased hope for new Alzheimer's drug treatments. To learn more about Alzheimer's research and how you can participate, visit ALZ.org.
2: Of the 358 million people who live with asthma worldwide, it is estimated that 10% have severe asthma. People with severe asthma struggle to control their symptoms, like chest tightness or difficulty breathing, despite treatment. Some severe asthma cases may be caused by increased levels of a white blood cell called an eosinophil, which can be determined by a simple blood test. Many may not realize their asthma is considered severe and continue to live with symptoms. Tanya Winders is the president and chief executive officer of the Allergy and Asthma Network.
1: So many of us take
3: the simple act of breathing for granted. As an advocate and mother of children with asthma, I have seen how the condition disrupts everyday life. Many with severe asthma live in fear of being unable to breathe or their next attack, which can be terrifying and fatal. Each attack puts patients at greater risk of another. If you're not able to control your asthma, speak with the doctor to learn about treatment options.
2: For more information about severe asthma, visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org. This spot has been sponsored by GSK. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week.
0: Radio Health Journal is a production of MediaTracks Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week
2: for another edition of Radio Health Journal.
0: Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal...
2: A music degree holds certainly as much validity as an organic chem or a biochem degree, and we certainly wouldn't put a preference on either of those.
0: Why medical schools are broadening who they think will make good doctors. Then bacteria in your Super Bowl snacks will tell the truth about double dipping.
3: If someone's double dipping, you're actually kissing each person in the room because they're pretty much spreading their saliva to the dip. All
0: that and more on Radio Health Journal.